privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. I'm glad you're giving us a shot. You can subscribe to the podcast on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, Rumble, and YouTube. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure you feed those algorithms by liking, sharing, and subscribing, and reviewing if you get a chance. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for my listeners for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. Privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. Feel free to leave comments during the live stream. We will discuss it at the end of the episode. But this one is about kind of being a little selfish, but in a good way. I think many of us, this doesn't come naturally. The idea of keeping something private or having privacy in general is a rare gift. And it's also kind of a uh, an, something that goes unappreciated when you when you have it <laughs> and then when you don't have it anymore you may or may not may not realize how much you miss it privacy to me is being able to be alone or have something that's exclusively exclusively yours you know in which no outside influences or forces can touch it this could be a hobby it could be um uh, an amount of time like a like a a physical time alone and apart from everything else. But all of us should have something, you know, that that is exclusively our. I, I, I find I find that it's it's been true that as I as I started a family and, and my family started to get bigger and I had less and less time just to myself, that a, a part of me started to kind of disappear. And, and and I don't mean like in a really tragic way, but I just I started to notice that something was missing. And and the reason I noticed this, I think, is because when I was growing up, I spent a tremendous amount of time alone. Uh, it was just I was pretty much an introvert. Um, I don't know if that comes across as a surprise to anybody, but I I am genu- genuinely a person who likes to be alone more than anything. Um, and, and what happens when you're alone is you, you really learn to like certain things about yourself, not like certain things about yourself. I think a lot of identity cultivation occurs when you're by yourself and when you're alone and you're spending time and watching movies or playing games or reading or kind of exploring the corners of your personality. And a lot of the things I enjoyed about being alone with myself, which, by the way, this is something that you just you just kind of have to learn how to do. Like, you don't always like spending time by yourself unless you spend time by yourself. Like, you, you have to learn to be by yourself in a lot of ways. And it's actually harder for me now than it used to be. Because it, it used to be that I was alone just 
by circumstance. Like I, I did, I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't, I didn't have kids yet. Um, I had a couple really close friends, but we didn't spend an immense amount of time together. But we, we can find ways to kind of explore our identities, you know, when we're alone and experiment with new hobbies and new interests. And one of the risks that comes when you, when you start developing relationships is, is letting people into that kind of secret part of yourself, the private part of yourself, because you don't want people to find out that part of you and, and reject you for it. Because a lot of the times that part of our identity that we've established is very personal. Like our secret hobbies and our secret joys. There's For some reason, there's things that just speak to us as individuals more than other, other things. And so the risk we run is when other people are brought into that fold and they, they judge you for it. And then and it feels like you're being judged on a, on a personal level. The, the closest equivalent I can think to this as a real-world example is our favorite TV shows and movies and art, you know, or music, is, is when we, we share, oh I, oh, I absolutely love this show or I absolutely love this movie with somebody. And then they're like, I think that's the stupidest movie or show I've ever seen. And it almost feels like you're being rejected. You know, personally, you take it personally. Like there's certain shows and things that I enjoy because they're so in line with my personality that like when people say they hate it, (laughs) it's like, it's like by extension, they hate me. (laughs) So that's kind of an interesting thing to really think about in that there's, there are certain things that we really, really enjoy privately and we don't need to bring everybody into everything that we enjoy all the time. You know, we, we don't need everybody to accept every part of ourselves. And I don't know if it's just a social media thing, but I have noticed that there is a trend or a tendency for people to want everyone else to approve of them in every area of their life all the time. Like there's this, uh, there's this need now for outside validation for everything that we do. And I don't really know why that's necessary. I I mean, I get why people do it. I just don't know why we get hung up on it being necessary because it's okay for things to just be ours. You know, in fact, it's arguably important that we have things that are just ours and that we enjoy for the sake of enjoying it. And it's not always appropriate to bring people into these private areas of our private areas of our life. It's just not. So there is power in that privacy. So the, the privacy is power part is if there's something that I enjoy, I can continue to enjoy it when I don't bring other people into it and risk them judging that thing. I'm hoping of communicating this in an effective way because a lot of people don't really know things or, or don't know us as well as we do. And so when we know something kind of speaks to us on a personal level, 
other people don't fully appreciate that. And they, they probably never will because they don't get it, right? Like, and that's kind of the feeling you get when you share something that's personal and private with people and they reject it. It's like they don't get why it's significant to you in, in most cases. And if they're well-mannered, they'll, they'll be like, oh, it's not really my thing. You know, they'll be respectful about it. But it's okay for there to be things in our lives that are just ours, you know, and, and we... We enjoy them for the sake of enjoying them. And I used to be better at this. I used to be, and I think part of it's just because I used to spend a lot more time with myself. So then the question becomes, you know, are you in a position to spend more time cultivating this private identity? And, and I guess I should be careful when I, when I use words like identity and privacy what I'm not saying is live a double life, you know, like live a double standard life. Um, what I'm saying is, is, is when you're trying to cultivate your interests and your identity, it's important to have things that are just yours, you know, because that's what makes you you. And the reason that's important is because at the end of the day, you live with yourself more than anybody else. And so we do need to learn to love ourselves well. And you only love what you spend the most time with. So if we don't spend a decent amount of time with ourselves, how can we ever expect to love ourselves well? I do think this is becoming more challenging, and and maybe I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think it's becoming more challenging today to cultivate a unique individual identity because I think privacy is more difficult now than it's ever been. Because of social media, we invite everybody into everything. Heck, people share, you know, what they're eating for breakfast, what they're eating for lunch. You know, every little piece of our lives is documented now. But we can turn that around and we can we can shut that we can say, "You know what? I'm not going to share every aspect of my life." with everybody. Because every time you share something that is personal or private, and that includes just the things you're doing throughout the day, you're inviting people in to kind of tear that down. And the question is, what do you have to gain? Right? All you're doing is opening up every aspect of your life to criticism and to to question by complete strangers. And, and I think this, this makes us all particularly vulnerable when we share every aspect of our lives all the time. Because it doesn't take much to really, like, cut us. You know, at least it's true for me, like, especially if it's something really personal. It doesn't take much. You could have 100 positive responses and then one negative one, and the one negative one will drive you nuts. We're going to talk about that more here in a minute, but before that... Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading, but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out, because you listen to this show for a limited time, my listeners can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial just for you. 
That's right, for 30 days you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to take advantage of this free trial for my listeners only at audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing dot org. So we need to be careful with the social media thing. And and I've don't get me wrong, I get I get addicted to social media just as much as the next person, but we have to remember that if we dump everything about ourselves out into the world and we we leave every aspect of our lives subject to judgment, to unnecessary feedback. And, and, and I get this. I, I definitely understand it because like for some reason, and I don't know if it's just changing the way our brains are wired with social media or changing the way that we are communicating as human beings. But but there is an addictive element, and I, and I know the social media companies know this. There's an addictive element to validation and external approval of the things that we're doing. Those little notifications and the likes and the dislikes and the the reactions that you get on your posts, it's really easy to get addicted to that because it feels like there's a social value to everything that you're doing. But as with, with discussion, discussing this subject, not everything that we do should have social currency. Like we shouldn't look at every aspect of our lives as to whether it's approved of or disapproved of by everyone else. That places our power, our strength, our identity outside of us because it requires that external validation for, for, and reinforcement for our identities to fully be accepted. And so we're basically handing our power over to other people. What's worse is we hand it over to complete strangers. And if we're not careful with this, I'm not saying I'm not saying social media is a bad thing. I'm just saying that we we just need to be careful with things like this because if we're not careful with it, then our identities can get wrapped up in this outside pressure and this outside approval. And and the only reason I'm aware of this because I went down this road. I I I when I was first doing my YouTube channel, this was several like five five to eight years ago now. The Craig the Tech Teacher stuff. I was doing tech help videos. The channel's still active. But when I was first doing it, I got super addicted to this. Like everything I did had to have approval. And and I you know, I I chased the likes, I chased the feedback, I chased the problem is is you kind of lose your identity in that. Because what happens is is you no longer do things because you enjoy them. You do them based on the feedback you're getting externally. And then you fall into this this trap of needing to continue to create content or be a certain way or a certain type of person so that you can continue to maximize that validation. So you basically outsource your individual identity to outside forces. And it's somewhat terrifying if you really kind of think about it in this concept. This is happening on a broad scale to 
millions of people at this point. Like we're, we're outsourcing our everyday validation of our behavior to complete strangers on the internet. Now, I know quite a few people who have this well-balanced. Um, a really close friend of mine has refused and rejected social media from the beginning. Time will definitely show that he was probably the smartest among us. <laughs> and if you're listening to this show, you know who you are. Um, my, I, I know a, a couple other people who, who have pretty much rejected social media because it's a big gossip central thing, you know, and, and they don't want other people to know everything that they're doing. And I think there's wisdom in that as well. So it, it's, it's definitely something we need to kind of navigate on our own and figure out, you know, wh what do we do? How do we separate and set healthy boundaries with our internet social media life if we decide to have that part of our lives and how do we have our own private life and this is something we are going to have to figure out collectively as a culture and then we got to get to a point where we just accept the reality that not everybody is going to accept and approve of the things that we do because that's first of all ridiculously unrealistic you know there's too many people out there you're always going to find somebody who hates something that you're doing especially if you're broadcasting it publicly on the internet and this is a real toxic part of our culture right now, is everybody assumes that since they are expressing it on the internet, that everybody should instantly approve of everything they're doing. But it's like, well, you're asking people to be cognitively dissonant because you can't approve of everything everybody's doing all the time because people are contradicting each other all the time. You know, some people are, some people might think red is blue and blue is red. You can't agree with both of them. You know, it's like there's 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 limits to what people can consistently in their minds reconcile. So so and we're all at such I mean, think about it. You got millions of people and we're all at different unique stages of our lives. And we're we, we're holding certain certain truths and values at those stages that may or may not be right or wrong. So it only makes sense that there's going to be conflict there like you. What people may have learned in their youth or maybe experimenting with in their youth obviously wouldn't be approved by somebody in their 60s who already learned that lesson. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't make sense to assume that anything we put out there would fall in line with one person all the time, let alone massive groups of people. And so I think we really just, as individuals, we need to learn to get past this, this need of, of approval and validation. And, and it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Or we need, need to learn to be more private. You know, we need to learn that if there's areas of our lives that are particularly vulnerable, if we share them and people don't approve of them, we need to stop sharing them. You know what I mean? Like if there's something that is an intimate part of our lives and identity, why are we sharing it with complete strangers all the time? You know, that's not healthy. It's dangerous. It opens up, it opens us up to unnecessary wounds that can be inflicted on us. So we really need to learn this privacy thing. You know, privacy is power. And we need to learn to be better at being private people. We need to self-censor, but in a healthy way. 
And maybe the, maybe the secret is to just ask ourselves anytime before we share something is like, what, what do I have to gain by sharing this? And then asking ourselves, what do I have to lose? And then we have to figure out whether or not that's worth the risk. This is a very challenging time in our culture. And and I don't think anybody even realizes it. Like they're not even considering the reality of our situation with all this social media stuff. And like I said, I don't want to hate on social media. It is a powerful tool, but it's a tool. You can break your hand with a hammer. You can cut off a limb with a chainsaw or a knife. You know, if we don't use these tools properly, they have the potential to really, really hurt us and others. And we need to use them responsibly. I think that's why kids are particularly vulnerable with social media. I mean, that's obvious if you look at the statistics, especially on an emotional level. I don't think they fully grasp the reality of of the, the fact that they're sharing their identities and very personal things with a world that will, heck, even just for fun, tear it down. You know, like there's trolls on the Internet. There's people who go on the Internet just to tear people down because they're unhappy. Like there's we're opening up parts of ourselves to these attacks unnecessarily. And that's the second part of the quote. What people don't know, they can't ruin. You know, we don't have to put every part of ourselves out there and and open ourselves to that risk. And if we have kids, we should communicate that to them. Say, hey, you be careful what you share on the Internet. You know, because there's a lot of mean and hateful people out there who are going to judge you for who you are. And that's just how it is. So your identity should be just that, yours. And it should be private. It should be personal. And you need to be careful who you share yourself with. Or if you do share that, know the risks. Know that you're exposing yourself to rejection. Not potential rejection, just to rejection. It's going to happen. There's too many people out there for them not to reject you. So, like, know the risks when you're walking into it. This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. So before you go, make sure you like, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. Feed the algorithms. It helps the show grow. That's on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Apple Podcasts also has the option to leave a review. If you leave a five-star review, that will also help the show grow. And until next time, let's try to remember that privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because that's all we can do. Have a good day.